EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we are happy to feature an interview with and songs from Randy McStein. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, I have a problem, and I never thought I would have a problem I would need to share on air, or in private for that matter. You see, I have been so happy for the last six weeks. I thought it would last forever. I love Sam, my new boyfriend. He has the same interests I do. He's funny, outgoing, romantic. Sam buys me a rose daily, brings me coffee, takes long walks in the park with me. It's heaven. Here's the problem. Other women like him, too. He texts, messages several lady friends when, when we are together. And some of my girlfriends have told me they have seen him with one or the other of these ladies for lunch. We only see each other on weekends. But now I wonder if he leads a two or maybe even ten-timing life. He told me we are exclusive and I should not be jealous. Well, I am, especially since I just spent Valentine's Day alone with a dozen roses Sam sent me. Apparently... He needed to visit a sick friend in the hospital that evening. Am I being foolish? Signed, Lonely Lovebird. Dear Bird, how delightful. Having a weekend love relationship with a man with several woman friends. Albeit there's nothing wrong with having friends of the opposite sex, and I'm usually all for it. There seems to be something wrong with your honey's behavior. His preoccupation with texting and messaging his lady friends on your little time alone seems inconsiderate, if not alarming. And although you have discussed his communication, Sam, old boy, has not chosen to tell you about his 
personal tete-a-tetes with these ladies. Your friends do it for him. Lovebird would not be my word of advice for you, dear. I prefer the word ostrich. You seem to have your head stuck in the sand when it comes to this ten-timing Romeo. Wake up, honey, and smell fishy for what it is. P.U. This man's fresh habits stink. Move on or be part of the harem. Up to you. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City Chef Extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps, calling from... The Sun Princess. Is that the cruise ship to the South Pacific? That's right. This is our second day out to New Caledonia. Oh, how marvelous. So far, we've only been at sea because it takes four days to get from Australia to Marais, the first leg of our tour. Marais? Ile de Marais is the second largest of the loyalty islands in a group of islands of New Caledonia. I take it that area is French territory? That's right, but the population of under 7,000 people is mostly of Melanesian heritage. Their language is called Nengone, one of the Austronesian languages. Nengone? Yes, it sort of resembles Indonesian of Taiwanese, I guess. I'm fascinated. Now, this is a two-week cruise. That's right. There are six ports of call. Marais, Noumea, Mystery Island, Vija, Champagne Bay, and Luganville. The last three are from the islands of Vanuatu, which is a new republic independent from Britain and France since 1988. Huh. Half of this I can't even comprehend. Oh, just go with it, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to know is that I am having the time of my life. This is an amazing ship, a floating city, really. How is Stefan? Oh, he is wonderful. You know, I feel like he's been part of my life forever, not just a few weeks. We have a lot in common. Well, that is a big deal. He booked the penthouse suite. It is absolutely gorgeous. It even comes with a complimentary massage. He is pampering you, Beulah. Mm, I like being pampered. There is every amenity on this ship. Casinos, shows, exercise areas, and, of course, a lot of gourmet food. I am in my element. I can tell. As a matter of fact, I have met Australian celebrity chef Curtis Stone. Oh, he opened his first ocean cruise restaurant on this ship. Now, usually he's not aboard, but oh, I am so lucky. He's actually here this time. Wow. And he shared two of his amazing recipes with me. He's actually allowing me to help out in his kitchen. Really? Yes. 
Of course, this is not all a coincidence, you know. He is a good friend of Stefan and his family. <laughs> small world. Yes, it is a small world. I am learning so much. So, what are the recipes? I am sending them as we speak. One is called a beef cheek pie, and the other is a cheesy mite scroll. Mmm. These are Australian staples and are delicious. Both can be eaten for lunch or a snack. Stefan and I ate them with a lovely bottle of nice Australia Cabernet out on our private balcony. And we had some of that wonderful wine in our private whirlpool as well. Oh, hello, Stefan. I have heard a lot about you, Bree, my dear. I heard a lot about you, too. Good, I hope. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next on the agenda today? Sleep would be in order, don't you think, Beulah? Oh, yes. You do realize, Bree, that it is the wee hours of the morning here. Oh, my. I keep forgetting there's a big time difference. Sixteen hours. Th th that means it's after 2 a.m. Oh, I'm so sorry to keep you up. Oh, no worries. Well, enjoy your cruise. Tomorrow night we're going to the casino. I never gambled, and Stefan is going to show me the ropes. I am hoping Beulah will give some lady luck at the Baccarat. Good luck. Well, I'll do my best. Did you get the recipes I sent? Yes, and I already downloaded them to your recipe bar. Oh, thank you, dear. Well, good night. Good night. Good night, Beulah. Stefan. <laughs> well, isn't that cute? <laughs> I will post the sweet basil, cheek pie, and the cheesy mite scrolls on Beulah's recipe bar. You can find this and all of her other amazing recipes exclusively on our app. Just go to our website, KB Cabaret. That's kbcabaret.com. And download yours today. Hey, Muggsy. Yeah, boss. Get in here. You ain't Muggsy. I know. I'm Vinny. I know who you are. Where's Muggsy? He had to run to the store to get some root beer. Well, he better give me one when he gets back. How long will he be gone? Uh, he said he'd be gone for about an hour. Ah, I can't wait an hour. You don't have to wait an hour, boss. Maybe uh, ten minutes or so. Didn't you just say he'd be gone for an hour? Yeah, that's what he told me before we left. What? Am I missing something here? No, I don't think so. Wait a minute. How can he be back in ten minutes when you said he'd be gone an hour? That's because he left 45 minutes ago. Ah, uh, moron. Anything I can do for you? No. I was just watching the Weather Channel, and they said it snowed last night. It did? I don't know, but that's what they said. Did you look out the window? Vinny, I don't have to look out the window. That's what I got you for. Oh, right. What? I was thinking maybe you should take a look out the window and make sure they was telling me the truth. They're the Weather Channel, boss. Why would they lie? Just look out the freaking window. Okay, okay. Well, I guess they was telling you the truth about snow. Good thing, too. For a minute there, I thought I was going to have to go over there and whack them. <laughs> Why would you want to whack the Weather Channel? Well, you know, for lying to you about not snowing last night. 
But you just looked out the window and told me it did snow last night. Yeah, but I was just, you know, uh, making a joke about it not snowing and whacking. <laughs> I don't pay you to make jokes, Vinny. I pay you to look out the window. You got that? Oh, sure, sure, boss. You uh, want me to keep looking out the window? Now, why would I want you to keep looking out the window? So you get your money's worth. You trying to make another joke? I was just trying to, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Benny. Yeah, boss. I changed my mind. I do want you to keep looking out the window. Sure, boss. Hey, boss. I had to run to the store to get some root beer, and I told Benny to stay here while I was gone, you know, just in case you needed something. But, uh, I can't find them. You seen him? He's over there. Benny, what the hell are you doing? I'm, uh, looking out the window. And why are you looking out the window? That's what the boss is paying me to do. I don't get it. I'm looking out the window because he won't pay me to make jokes. Pay you to... N what? Yeah, see, while you was gone, the boss called me in here thinking I was you and... Muggsy! And I don't care if you have to push Vinny out that window. I want him out of here. Vinny, your window-watching days are over. You're fired. Come on, let's go. Oh, sure, sure, Muggsy. If you need help with anything else, boss, you just let me know, okay? Vinny, get out of here. Now! Oh, I'm going, I'm going. <sighs> Muggsy, remind me again why I keep him around? For your amusement, boss? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Hey, boss. What? Did you know it snowed last night? Muggsy. Leave me one of your root beers on the table and then go check on Vinny. Yeah, sure thing, boss. Oh, I'm surrounded by Chooch. The master pulls his strings. The great purveyor of people plays. I'm in studio with a very talented man. His name is Randy McStein. Some of you may have heard of him. He plays many instruments, and he has a wonderful singing voice. And I'm so honored to have you here, Randy. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, I'm listening to your songs, and in this particular one that we're going to be hearing soon called The Master, this is off of your a new album that's coming out called The Blank. Am I right? It's, it's called Blank, yeah. yeah. Just Blank? Yeah. Okay. So no the, Blank. Now no, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why did you come up with that name, by the way? I think it really came out of a matter of this album is for me personally kind of a turning point, and I haven't actually made a quote unquote solo record, meaning under the Randy McStein name, uh, since I was a really young kid, and it felt like, and so that combined with the fact that there's the style of this record musically is something that I haven't really tackled before overall. I've, I've sort of hinted at some of these different elements, but I really kind of dove in with this one. And so I, I just simply felt like this is uh, like hitting the reset button or having a, a kind of a blank slate and as a title. And that's exactly what I was thinking, uh, the metaphor for tabula rasa or sure. the blank slate, like you said. All right, so The Master, one of my favorites of the ones that I've been listening to, this reminds me of George Harrison, maybe? I don't know. I mean, is he an influence on your music, or was that even, did you, does that even in your mind? To answer the first question, I 
absolutely an influence for sure. In particular, the the um, all things with Pat's record has always been a big influence on me, and of course everything he did in the Beatles. But I, I wouldn't say for this track in particular that I would call it a conscious influence. You know, I think what happens is I listen to so much different music and. All of that stuff is in there probably subconsciously, and it, it gets stirred into the soup, you know. I've played this track for a few people. Somebody else, funny enough, mentioned a, a John Lennon tribe from it. I guess maybe just the Beatles have imprinted their DNA on, on just about anything at this point. Um, you know, I love George Harrison. I wasn't thinking of that necessarily. Well, this has I'm a sure beautiful, yeah. I, well, it has a beautiful tone to it. It just, Thank it's you. haunting. It's haunting. So, you, my listening audience, have the honor to listen to this great song called "The Master." The master pulls his strings. The great purveyor of people, places. Drop through 
Hey Dutch, glad you could help me out here. I'm just putting the finishing touches on my uh, <clears throat> tax service. <clears throat> tax service? What a great idea, Madge. How does it work? Well, the customer comes in and he says he wants his uh, <clears throat> taxes done, and then he hands you his <clears throat> W-2s in a briefcase. You bring the <clears throat> W-2s to me in the back room, and if it looks good... I hand you another briefcase with the <clears throat> tax returns. Everybody gets what they want, and we all go home happy. Genius! You've masterminded another scheme, Madge. Glad I could be a part of it. There's our first customer, Dutch. Go get his <clears throat> W-2s. I won't let you down, Madge. Good morning, sir. Welcome to Madge's <clears throat> tax service. How can I help you? Yeah, I'd like to get my <clears throat> taxes done. Certainly, sir. Did you bring your W-2s? <clears throat> yep, right here in the briefcase. Uh, now, how long will it take for me to get my <clears throat> tax returns back? Just a few minutes, sir. Have a seat and enjoy some <clears throat> coffee. Perfect. Nothing better than a good cup of <clears throat> coffee in the morning. I'll be right back. Here you go, Madge. One briefcase full of <clears throat> W-2s. Hmm, let's see. Ten bundles of <clears throat> W-2s. Everything seems to be in order. Okay, Dutch, go out and give him the briefcase full of <clears throat> tax returns. What a great role model you are, Madge. I can only aspire to follow in your footsteps someday. Ah, shucks. Go on and get out of here before I start to tear up. Here you go, sir. One briefcase full of <clears throat> tax returns. You don't mind if I have a look inside before I leave, do you? Just for safety's sake. My boss is pretty particular, you know. Hey, I know what it's like. My boss is pretty particular, too. Go ahead and look inside. I think you'll be very pleased with the uh, <clears throat> tax returns. Oh, yeah, it all looks good. These are some fine-looking... <clears throat> tax returns, and I'm sure my boss will be very pleased. Pleasure doing business with you. Back at you, and thanks for the, uh, <clears throat> coffee. Madge, that went like clockwork. This is working out great. Ah, oh, there's another customer. Keep up the good work, Dutch. Ah, good morning, ma'am. Welcome to Madge's, <clears throat> tax service. How can I help you? Yes, I'd like to get my taxes done. You mean your <clears throat> taxes? Yes, my taxes. Um, did you bring your <clears throat> W-2s? Oh, yes, here they are. Uh, oh, but these are just W-2s. What do you mean, just W-2s? They're W-2s. That's what you need to do my taxes, right? You didn't bring any <clears throat> W-2s? Yes, didn't you hear me? I brought you two W-2s, one from me and one from my husband. Now, please, can you get started on my taxes? I have another appointment in a half an hour. Just a moment. Let me consult with my superior. Madge, we have a problem. There's a lady out there who wants to get her taxes done. You mean her, uh, <clears throat> taxes? No, her taxes. 
What do we do? She didn't bring any... <clears throat> W-2s? No, just a couple of W-2s. Oh, no. This has never happened before. Do you know anything about doing taxes? No. I only know how to do... <clears throat> taxes! Let me talk to her. Maybe she's just being coy. Uh, good morning, ma'am. Do I understand correctly that you want to get your... Uh, <clears throat> taxes done? Why is everyone asking me that? Yes, I want to get my taxes done. Right now, if possible. I've already been delayed quite a long time with these insane questions of yours. And you really didn't bring any, ahem, uh, W-2s? Yes, I have two W-2s. I already showed them to that other guy. Why is that so hard for you people to understand? <laughs> well, it's it just that it's uh, so uh, unexpected. Unexpected? Someone comes into Madge's tax service with two W-2s and wants their taxes done, and you think that's unexpected? What kind of place is this, anyway? Well, I think I'd better consult with my uh, <clears throat> tax preparer. Give me a minute. Help yourself to some uh, <clears throat> coffee. Well, hurry up. I don't have all day. Dutch, go out there and get rid of her. She's going to screw up the whole operation. Taxes? Who would have thought? Right away, Madge. Uh, sorry, ma'am, but due to our heavy workload, we're not able to process your taxes today. You people are just plain incompetent. I'm going to one of your competitors, and I won't be back. Goodbye. Oh, and by the way, your <clears throat> coffee is terrible. And we are back with Randy McStein. It's an honor to have you in our studio. Now, the next song that we're going to be listening to, a second or two, tell me, yes. did you write this song? We wrote it together. The, the bass player, Jonas, he came in with the bulk of it, I would say, as a demo that he had written. And then we kind of hashed it out musically together. And then I wrote the lyrics and some of the vocal melodies. So tell me a little bit about this song, a second or two. It kind of sticks out on the, the record overall. You know, we all come from kind of a progressive rock background. We decided to not necessarily do that with this project, but nonetheless, it's still informed by a lot of that stuff we love. And because we're a rock trio, I was thinking of bands like The Police. That kind of became the template for our general direction. And this song is probably the most simple musically of anything on the record, although it's in an alternate time signature. It's in 7 8, which mm -hmm. is kind of yeah. nerdy to even bother talking about, but there it is. So, yeah, it follows a very standard format. I'm really happy with the way the guitar solo in the middle came out. It's a really gnarly, nasty sounding guitar. Mm -hmm. Some really brilliant bass and drum work from those guys. Right. We actually shot a music video oh. for this tune. Is it on YouTube? It is, yeah, yeah. And now I'm going to play this song called A Second or Two, and the band Fringe is playing, and Randy McSnine is featured. He sang, and he wrote the lyrics, and I, I love this song. So let's listen to A Second or Two.
much of a lover Based on what I could see Didn't have time for another No guarantee Couldn't just wait for a minute Slow down and take a seat Everything reaches a limit if you really said what you thought. Well, this happens every day with the Unfiltered Family. Good morning, dear. No, not really. I've experienced much better. I see you didn't make any coffee again. I guess giving birth to your children and doing your laundry isn't enough. You could do more, but I'll never stop asking since I know how much it bugs you. It doesn't bug me nearly as much as you actually being here. Feelings mutual. You're still going to make undercooked eggs and burnt toast, aren't you? 
Of course. And after you leave for work, I'll fix myself a good breakfast. I'll just give it to the dog like I usually do when you're not looking. Oh, make sure you stop at the store on your way home from work to get more eggs, bread, cereal, and a box of those crackers you know I like. I'll stop, but since I never write anything down, I'll forget most of what you told me to get, and we'll end up with food that we probably have a lot of already. I'm glad you're wearing that shirt because it's faded and it has a big hole in the back. Makes you look like a dork. I don't mind looking like a dork. Well, Tiggers do what Tiggers do best. I heard what you said, but what did you say? Since you're not listening, now would be a good time to tell you that my mother is coming to visit this weekend. Good. I've always liked your mother. Too bad I can't say the same about your mother. Is your father coming too? No, just mother. Dad is out of town for business this weekend. Well, it's just as well. Tends to get on my nerves. But he gives us money, so I tolerate him. He knows. I told him a long time ago. That's why he takes business trips when Mom comes to visit. It's easier to give us cash than it is to have to see you in person. Good system. Works for both of us. I'd be part of that system if I could. Has Jeremy come down for breakfast yet? Not yet. He stayed out a little late last night. Jeremy, come down for breakfast. You don't have to yell. I'm here. Keep it down. You look terrible. I have a headache. From what? Drinking beer that Billy's older brother bought for us last night when I told you I was going to the library to study. Hang over or not, just get ready for school. I'm not going to school today. Why not? Billy and I are skipping school so we can finish drinking the rest of the beer. Well, at least that'll take care of the hangover. Ah, remember the good old days when we used to skip school to go drinking and have sex? Jeremy, are you having sex too? No sex, just beer. Keep drinking, it'll happen. I better go now. I'll start walking the usual way so you think I'm going to school and then cut across the railroad tracks by the stop and rop to meet Billy at the old abandoned factory where we stashed the beer. Just don't get caught. Otherwise, we'll get dragged into the principal's office with you, and that's grief we don't need. We'll talk about this later when you get home from skipping school. Okay. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. You know, dear, since you're golfing right after work, you'll forget all about this when you come home drunk later tonight. I know. And speaking of having to leave, I gotta get out of here before you start nagging me about the leaky faucet again. But what about your undercooked eggs and burnt toast? Don't bother today. The dog is still at the vet's getting fixed, and you would only get upset when you catch me scraping it into the garbage can. I'll just catch breakfast out like I usually do every morning. Hey, wish me luck on the links. Good luck out there, Mr. Five-Putt. Happy slicing. I love you, dear. I love you, too. We're back with Randy Stein, and it's so always a pleasure for me to talk with someone as talented as you are. This next one that Play With the Fringe is called Flare. It has so many different instrumentations and so many different ways of playing the song, and the, the lyrics are beautiful. And I just wondered, I mean, give me the background of it, because it's one of the most interesting songs in the collection that we're going to be playing today. Well, it's worth pointing out just real quick that there are two versions of this song. There's the album version, which is um, about five minutes longer than the one that you'll <laughs> be playing uh, due to uh, time constraints. But So the album version is just under ten minutes long, and this is a single edit that I put together for purposes such as this. So this song was written 
with a educational workshop in mind. So I, I mentioned earlier that we were recording at this place called Sweetwater, and one of the things that they like to do there is bring in different artists and musicians to host these recording workshops. They're like three-day workshops for other musicians and sound engineers and producers and so forth to basically sign up for and kind of learn some ins and outs of the recording process. And they, in turn, get to watch musicians track a song live in the studio and kind of watch it be built up piece by piece. So we had an opportunity to do one of these recording workshops, and I wrote the song for that workshop for us to work on. And it ended up being kind of the centerpiece of the album, The Fringe. All right, well, we're going to be listening to Flair, and we'll be right back.
on Sunday at Mom's house. Hello, Henry. Come on in. You're right on time, just like clockwork. Well, I wouldn't want to be late for Sunday dinner with the best mom in the world. Oh, Henry, what a wonderful son you are. What did you do this week, Mom? Well, you know, dear, the usual. Wednesday, I played bingo at the senior center, and on Friday morning, I played canasta with the ladies. Other than that, it was just me and the television. Mom, don't you ever get lonely here all by yourself? Well, sometimes. But what's a poor old woman supposed to do? Did you ever think about maybe, you know, dating again? Dating? Oh, no. I have no eyes for anyone but your father. But it's been five years since Dad passed. Maybe it's time you got out there and played the field again. Come on, Mom. Don't waste away in front of the TV. There's a whole wide world out there waiting for you. Now stop this foolishness, Henry. I'm just an old widow lady, and that's what I'll remain until God calls me home. Stop talking like a corpse, Mom. You have miles to go before you sleep. Don't walk them alone. Enough. Now eat your dinner like a good boy and stop trying to tell your old mother what to do. Yes, Mother. But you know I'm right. Quiet. The next Sunday. Hello, Henry. Come on in. You're right on time, just like clockwork. Well, I wouldn't want to be late for... Hey, who are you? Hello, Henry. I'm Larry. Well, hello, Larry. What the hell are you doing in my mother's house? Henry, Larry's a friend from the senior center, and I invited him over for Sunday dinner. You invited him over for Sunday dinner? But Sunday dinner is for you and me. You and me only. Now, Henry, I don't remember seeing that rule written in stone anywhere. We'll have a nice dinner here, just the three of us. Yes, Henry, I've heard so many good things about you from your mother that I wanted to see them for myself, in person. Now, now, is there anything I can do to help with dinner? Yes, Larry. The first thing you can do to help with dinner is move out of my father's chair. Sit over there, or sit in the next room, or better yet... Sit behind the wheel of your car and drive on back home. Now, Henry, you are being a bit boorish. Why don't you get Larry a drink? Why don't I get Larry a drink? Well, what are you drinking, Larry? I'll have a sarsaparilla on ice. Sarsaparilla? What kind of girly man are you? If my father knew someone was in his house, in his chair, asking for a sarsaparilla, he'd drop dead. I thought he was already dead. Never mind. We're all out of sarsaparilla. Uh, maybe we should eat our dinner. Yes, we should start now so we'll be done by the time the Cowboys game starts. No. Tell me it's not true. Mom, you invited a Cowboys fan into this house? A Cowboys fan? Do you remember what Dad used to do when he found out someone was a Cowboys fan? Oh, dear. Seems like I remember him, um... Ripping some poor fellow's ears off and uh, flushing them down the toilet. I don't think that poor man ever came back here. Right. And if Larry would like to keep his cowboy-loving ears attached to his cowboy-loving head, you better make a quick retreat out of here. You know, Marjorie, I just remembered I have to get down to the store because they have a sale on sarsaparilla today. Good. Get on out there. Maybe you can hook up with a pack of your fellow cowboy friends and have a big sarsaparilla party. Goodbye, Marjorie. See you at the senior center. Henry, 
What a shocking display of rudeness. He deserved what it. What do you mean? Who was the one who spent last week lecturing me about a whole wide world out there? Who was the one who said I had miles to go before I sleep? And who was the one who said five years was long enough and I should start dating? Wasn't that you? Well, yeah, but I didn't think you'd actually do it. Well, now that you've ruined things between Larry and me, I guess I'll have to call Lewis. Lewis? Who's Lewis? Lewis is another friend from the senior center. He wants to take me to the Worldwide Ladies Wrestling Championships next Saturday. Worldwide Ladies Re uh, <clears throat> Um, why don't you call Larry and ask him back here to watch the Cowboys game? He could sit right there in Dad's chair. I'll go out and get some sarsaparilla. Well, we're back, and we're here with Randy McStein, and I'm very excited to have someone so talented in our show. Thank you, Randy, for being here with us. Before we are leading out with this final song called Figured Out, I just want to let the audience know that, as always, we will post uh, Randy's website and link it to our musicians page on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. And Randy McStein's page will be linked to our musicians page. Just go to musicians and find Randy McStein. So Randy, tell me about this last song that we're going to be playing today called Figured Out. The bulk of this new solo album playing is kind of written and recorded in two different phases. I was actually preparing material for another performance back in May of last year. And in between preparing that material, I, I just, sometimes when I'm, when I'm writing, I, I'm very kind of streaky, you know, so I'm either writing a ton of things at once or I'm just kind of not writing anything at all. And the, the bulk of this record was basically written over the course of a couple of days when I was still living in the Bronx. And I, I was during the summer, we ended up moving up to Terrytown, and I kind of left all of those songs just in their current state, which was just acoustic guitar, vocal, very bare bones for me to just reference them for later, whenever I wanted to get back to them. When I, we moved into our new place and I set up my studio space, I felt inspired to kind of go back to all of those songs and, you know, see what I had there. Because in the summer, I, I was on tour with this brilliant bass player named Stuart Ham, kind of a legend of, of the bass guitar mm -hmm. and was really focused on just playing kind of instrumental guitar rock material and I really wanted to come home and do something that was completely opposite of that which is kind of how this record happened. This is the first time I've ever played mandolin and bazooki on record before. I really don't play either of those instruments but I, I, I borrowed them just in the off chance that I would be inspired to use them on the record and this song was the perfect opportunity so I came up with these interweaving parts between those two instruments and the acoustic guitar which kind of make up the bulk instrumentation of this track mixed in with some electric guitar stuff and the lead vocal some bass too at the very end you figured it out it's <laughs> yeah. well it's, you, yeah, yeah. you asked me about the title earlier yeah. lyrically it, it's sort of kind of a sarcastic uh -huh. song uh -huh. to me anyway I, I don't really sit around and try to analyze what I'm Writing, I, I usually don't go into writing a song with a particular topic in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. kind of usually start with the music first, and I sit down and, and just kind of try to get out of the way of ideas that, that come along and try to form it into something. So, um, but this song has a, a very consistent theme for what it is. 
and I, I suppose anybody will can read into it however they want. But for me, it's kind of sarcastic. So we are going to lead out with Figured It Out from the new album called Blank. And remember to go on to Randy's website through our musicians page on kbcabaret.com. Randy, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. Likewise. Thank you so much. Uh, it's Let's listen. today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and 
Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout out on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. share our parlor city come back again now to kb cabaret